0: Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, Jersey prudence. Andrew brings the case against his dad, George. Andrew would like for George to come see him in Queens more often. George says it's too much of a trek from where he lives in New Jersey. Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and presents an obscure cultural reference.
1: I remember at 16 years old, growing up in Queens, we were punks. But hey, when we went to the podcast, we wore a shirt and a tie. Similarly, I believe that to keep podcasts in existence, they're going to have to make them an event, have a couch, a table, drinks or something. Otherwise, there's no reason to get out of your bed. Bailiff Jesse Thorne, please swear them in.
0: Andrew, George, please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever?
2: I do. I, I do.
0: Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that neither New Jersey nor Queens is in his beloved region of New England?
1: I do. I do. Judge Hodgman. You may be seated. Andrew George, for an immediate summary judgment in one of yours favors, can either of you name the person I was quoting, misquoting a little bit, but quoting while I entered the courtroom? Uh, Andrew, let's start with you. Uh, I'm going to go with Queens native Paul Simon. Queens native, Paul Simon. We'll put that in the guest book. All right, George.
2: I've got to go with uh, Art Garfunkel.
1: Art Garfunkel. For what reason, exactly?
2: Just to be contrary. Sure,
1: of course. (laughs) Uh, Because that's how Art Garfunkel used to talk. We were punks. At least we wore a shirt and tie. (laughs) And we're here at WERU in Orland, Maine, the Sunnyside Queens of Maine with guest producer Joel Mann. Joel, you have a guess? You wanna throw in a guess?
2: Root Boy Slim.
1: Root Boy, what's that? Is that like another psychedelic band that I never <laughs> heard never of? You never heard of Root Boy Slim? No, all guesses <laughs> Come are wrong. on, you've never heard of Root Boy Slim, Judge Hodgman? Wait, bailiff Jesse, have you heard of Root Boy Slim? Are you guys, is this a thing? What about Slam King Banana, have you ever heard of that? What about Bing Bong <laughs> Goodbye? What about
2: Bartleby the Scrivener? <laughs> Judge, can I change my answer? Absolutely not, George.
1: But I'll hear your guess. Go ahead.
2: I was going to go with Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. Yeah.
1: Okay. All of these guesses, guess what, are wrong. Of course, that was a quote from James Kahn, James Kahn, who was born in the Bronx in 1940, but grew up in Sunnyside, Queens. And of course, he's not talking about going to the podcast show. He's talking about going to the movies. But I changed to podcasts in order to confuse you so that we could hear this case. Judge Hodgman. who's James Kahn? James Kahn is a famous actor, but you don't know James Kahn? Oh, Jimmy Kahn! I know him as Jimmy. Oh, yeah, from the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, You went to Hofstra with him and Francis Ford Coppola. Exactly. (laughs) Little-known fact about bailiff Jesse Thorne. Bailiff Jesse Thorne, by the way, welcome back. You were on vacation for a while. We had some wonderful guest bailiffs, but I'm very glad you're here. Did you have a nice vacation?
0: I had two great vacations. I went to my cabin in the Sequoias, and I went with my mother to the— Brimfield Antiques Show in Massachusetts, which is a commonwealth in New England.
1: (laughs) Right. That's a region of the United States. And that's a big antique show, right?
0: Yeah. And it was a blast. Got a lot of stuff for the Put This On shop.
1: Oh, yeah? What what do you got? What's your favorite find?
0: Well, uh, I got, oh, geez. I got some very beautiful jewelry, an enameled stick pin in the color crimson with the letter H on it, which I presume stands for Yale. (laughs) Uh,
1: you know what it stands for is how dare you!
0: <laughs> I got a wonderful silver uh, Tiffany keychain whistle. How about that?
1: Tweet tweet! Fantastic. Exactly. And of course, I am still in New England in the beautifully unair-conditioned studios of WERU eighty-nine point nine. Is that right? that's right 89.9 9, 99.9 in Bangor in on the FM dial and also available streaming WERU.org Joel Mann manning the uh, knobs and buttons two pieces of Joel Mann news one I checked you out at the Pentagoet Inn last night <laughs> you
3: did
2: for about five minutes you were <laughs> laying
1: down look it was they were sold out I would have taken that's a right. table and that's had right. a cocktail and a small plate but uh, they were sold out completely was, you guys were killing it the night and day jazz trio it's Joel Man on bass Somebody else on guitar? Chris Poolin on guitar and vocals. Yeah. And Steve Orlovsky on baritone, soprano, tenor, and uh, flute. And jazz flute. That's what I was hearing, some jazz flute. It could not have been more idyllic. Well done. They'll be playing the Pentagoet Inn every Tuesday evening until the end of August, which... September. You've been extended? We've been extended. Oh, very good. Wow. Extended run. So you have another chance. Sure. By September, I'll be back in New York City. I'm it was bad enough that I had to drive 50 minutes there. I'm not going to drive nine hours to see someone play jazz flute as much as I love you, Joel. I love that jazz flute too. And we had a good time DJing a Joe Bird and the Field Hippies record uh, for the Pledge Drive. If you didn't get it, it's archived at weru.org. Go listen to me and Joel man. Uh, listen to psychedelic music and our, have our brains explode. But now we're here with you, Andrew and George. Thanks for your patience. We did some of that housekeeping and hellos. Andrew and George, uh, you are in a dispute over George being uninterested in visiting his own son, Andrew, in Queens. The case is brought by you, Andrew. What is your problem with your dad? <laughs> that That's basically it. Um, my
3: parents um, visit me a lot in the city uh, where I work uh, in Manhattan, but um, whenever I ask them to come out to Queens, that seems to be a deal breaker, and I'd like to just air my grievances out in the open and seek some relief uh yeah i mean uh i've been living in sunnyside queens for uh five years at this point and um it's my first home outside of my parents house and it's just a really important place to me that i'd like to share with
1: my parents and sunnyside queens that's jimmy conville you know what i mean everyone knows big spider becky died there it's a great neighborhood uh and you have a home there you have an apartment what do you got Uh, Yeah, so I'm living in a one bedroom apartment with my
3: wife, Savannah, and our two cats, um, Ziggy and Boo. And uh, we have a nice um, classic queen style apartment with um, some, um, we have a carved in bookshelf to our wall and just some odd charming quirks that all Sunnyside apartments seem to have.
1: And you want them to come out there and stay with you for a few nights or just have a dinner?
3: There's a couple things I'd want them to do. Uh, Mainly explore the neighborhood that I'm living in. There's Mm -hmm. um, some stores that I'm quite fond of, um, like vintage shops. And um, also uh, Sunnyside is known for sort of its diverse global culinary scene. So Mm -hmm. I want them to try the um, Tibetan food, which Sunnyside is sort of making a name for itself um, with. And then just I'd love to uh, cook them dinner at my apartment which I've never done. They, they've cooked me countless meals, delicious food. Um, when I was growing up in New Jersey and still host me often at their house on the Jersey Shore, but I've never had the chance yet to cook a meal for them in my apartment that I pay for and just do the whole thing as the host. What are you going to make? Probably Mexican food. Um, no, no, no way. Nope. Forget no. it. I find in favor of George. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Your Honor.
1: <laughs> Andrew, I'm just kidding. I was going to say no to whatever you suggested. <laughs> yeah, yeah, setting yeah. you up. George, listen to your boy. He's how old are you, Andrew? 28. 28. And you got a job and a wife. What's your job? Uh, so I work at a
3: university in Manhattan um, in their School of Nonprofit Management, and I'm a grad student as, uh, there as well.
1: Yeah, your boy is a professor of lose money management. <laughs> he's house proud. He's hood proud. <laughs> George, how many times have you visited this apartment?
2: We actually helped him move into the apartment, Your Honor. And, and then uh, as soon as you left, you're like, we're never coming back. Yeah, we're, we're done. We're out of here. Uh, and then we drove through Staten Island and I said, I'm never coming back here.
1: <laughs> and you live on the Jersey Shore.
2: We live exit 98 on the Jersey Shore, yes.
1: But we don't but want people we, to track we've been, down. In,
2: we've been in a number of times early on. I'll have to say over the last, uh, probably the first year we were in several times.
1: And how long have you lived there, Andrew? Uh, five years at this point. And how many times has he visited in the past four years, would you guess?
3: I'd say three to five times. Um, but I think the issue is that a lot of those were like two- were probably logistical moving days. So now that I know the neighborhood, I've been here for five years. um, I really know the places that I want to show my dad. So I think that's an issue, too. In that first year, maybe I didn't know the exact places to show them and how to like give them the character of the neighborhood.
1: Right. They were driving back through heavy traffic. Your mom and dad were like, I don't understand why Andrew was showing us that street lamp. We've seen street lamps. He doesn't know this neighborhood at all. It's terrible. He showed us a mailbox.
3: Yeah, more or less. I just picked a random brunch spot on the corner, and now I sort of have uh, places that I'm a regular at that I just want to introduce them to.
0: I'm imagining that you made the fatal mistake of, instead of giving them Tibetan food, you gave them Nepalese food.
1: <laughs> Classic newbie Sunny Side error. Ugh. All right, you picked a random brunch place. You didn't wow them. Now they're never coming back. George, why don't you like going to Queens? What's the travel like to get to there? From where you are, exit 98. Your Honor, I wouldn't like going to
2: Brooklyn either, or uh, any of other Bronx, for that matter. Uh, I don't know my butt from a pineapple about New York City getting around, whether driving or uh, mass transportation. I'm just not a city person. I'm a white knuckle guy when I drive in. Mm -hmm. I don't like the traffic. I don't like the bridges. I don't like the honking. I, I just don't like it. Makes me nervous.
0: Can I cover a couple of other fruits real quick? Sure. Do you know your butt from a plum? Uh yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> Actually, it's just the I have an issue with a pineapple.
0: What about the <laughs> cherimoya or custard apple?
2: <laughs> not familiar with those, so I couldn't answer.
0: What about the satsuma?
2: Not in my realm of knowledge. I don't no. know about that.
1: It's a seedless, easy to peel tangerine.
2: Yeah, so I would know that.
1: Okay. Uh well, we know all the fruits that your butt is not like. Right. (laughs) And we know some of the fruits that your butt is so similar to, you wouldn't know the difference.
0: Yeah. I guess my concern now is that you have a yellowish, green, (laughs) scaly butt, (laughs) which, I mean, I could understand why driving would be uncomfortable.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I looked at a map, and you both sent in some evidence, and the evidence, of course, will be available On the Judge John Hodgman page at MaximumFun.org and on our Instagram, which is Instagram.com slash Judge John Hodgman. If you would like to follow along, pull over to the side of the road first before you start looking at your phones, everybody. Children who are driving, stop driving. You need to be older. And I will look at this evidence in a moment. I I looked at some evidence of my own. I I used Google Maps, popular mapping tech. There are others out there, Apple Maps. And it showed me today that if I wanted to drive from your town in New Jersey, exit 98 say. Exit 98. Yeah. Did you say the town's name? Do you mind naming the town? Spring Lake, New Jersey. Spring Lake, New Jersey. So I mapped the course, if you were driving from Spring Lake, New Jersey uh, to Sunnyside, Queens, and it looked like it would take about an hour and 50 minutes through some pretty hairy bridges and tunnels.
2: That would be without traffic, I think.
1: Yeah. Well, it was in the orange, which meant you would have some real slowdowns. And if you're a mature gentleman, uh, you're old enough to have a 28-year-old son who is used to cruising down Spring Lake uh, Boulevard or whatever, and what do you drive? I drive an Acura. An Acura? No. I wish it was like a Lincoln Town Car, like classic Panther chassis body. That's (laughs) like powder blue. Oh, that's the one you want to have on the Jersey Shore, don't you think? I like my Acura. All right. Yeah, I can tell. (laughs) Sorry. Didn't mean to insult you, sir. That's okay. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, driving into the city is no fun. But, you know, Andrew sent in some evidence suggesting that you could easily take trains. Is that right, Andrew? Tell me what we're seeing here in the evidence.
3: Yeah. So uh, when my parents come into the city, they usually um, will take a train to Penn Station. um, New Jersey. What is it? The uh, uh, NJ Transit. It'll take them an hour and a half or so to get into Penn Station, which is a significant commitment, I agree. But um, I've laid out a couple options that I think are less uh, arduous than the driving would be. Okay. And I think the key one I found is um, the Long Island Railroad, the first stop on the LIRR, uh, 11 minutes away from Penn Station, is
1: Woodside, Queens, which is eight blocks away from my apartment. Right. So, George, you can just take the coast train on the New Jersey Transit into Penn Station then switch to the Long Island Railroad. Why don't you do that?
2: Well, again, I'm not a city person. I'm not familiar with mass transit. Makes me nervous. Um, It's not as if we're not meeting with Andrew and Savannah. We come into the city quite often. Uh, We buy dinner. Andrew picks the restaurant, and that's kind of how we handle his request. There's also never been a specific request to come into Queens to on a specific date, time, restaurant, venue. I want to cook dinner. That's never really happened.
1: Andrew, how do you respond to that, that you have not officially invited your mom and dad to your home? I'm recalling one incident that
3: maybe is playing differently in my mind, but one uh, evening, my parents came into the city uh, to go out to dinner, and I wanted to take them to a spot in Queens that I really liked in Long Island City. Um, we went down into the subway and we waited for about 15 minutes and something seemed to be off with the trains. And then um, my dad requested that we pivot to someplace in Manhattan <laughs> to save <laughs> some time. Um, and after that incident, I, just, I would on occasion bring up uh, to my mom that I'd love to have them in Queens, but we would do this awkward sort of mediator thing where she'd say, well, you know, dad doesn't really like that. And I've had trouble even making the invite because I felt like that uh, it was causing him this anxiety, I guess.
2: Your Honor, uh, my issue is I I don't want to be getting home at 12 o'clock at night. For me, that's too late. I sit in my recliner every night. I'm out by 9 o'clock. You know, yeah. I'm sleeping. So for me, midnight is too late. And essentially, you know, going the way I know how to go, if I took the seven line into Queens from Penn Station, we're talking about basically an hour more each way. And we have to drive to Metro Park to get the train in New Jersey. So it's a three hour endeavor, one way. Three hour there, three hours back. You have dinner. You, you know you've got travel time in the city. It's midnight. I I just can't do that.
1: Right. What do you do down there? You're you're a mature gentleman. Are You retired? Do you still work? What's going on? <laughs> I'm really mature. Yes. <laughs> no. I, I own a business. Karate dojo. Uh, no. <laughs> is it a milkshake stand?
2: Uh, no. Do you want to know what it is? We
0: know it's not a green <laughs>
2: grocer. No. We're
1: gonna we're gonna guess it. We're gonna. It's not okay, a fruit stand. That's for sure. No. And it's not a proctology practice. No, it's
2: not, not a pineapple shop.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Is it a freeform radio station?
2: Uh, no.
0: Restaurant that only serves cereal?
2: You're getting colder. Okay. What is it, sir? Uh, real estate brokerage.
1: Real estate brokerage. Okay. And you're yeah. a member of the Chamber of Commerce, it says here?
2: I am a president of the Chamber of Excuse Commerce. Excuse me. Yeah.
1: I apologize, Mr. President. I've never <laughs> understood what a Chamber of Commerce is. What's going on there?
2: It's uh, advocacy for local businesses. It's just, we're in a small town. We've got a, a downtown, a main street, and uh, we help with marketing. We run events. Uh, we answer questions public that the public has about the town and about tourism. It's a beach town.
1: Right. It's trying to get people into the downtown to spend money at the businesses and let them know what a great place. Spring Lake, is that what it's called again?
2: Spring Lake is. Yeah, that's exactly right.
1: Yeah. Okay, great. Well, I'm sold. Come on down. (laughs) Done. You know why? Because you sound like a nice guy. And I don't mind traveling.
0: I guess I would have preferred (laughs) Karate Dojo, but I'm willing to accept it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's take a quick break and hear about another wonderful show provided to your ears by MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Judge John Hodgman. You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. And you can join them by going to MaximumFun.org slash
1: join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2020-24, 20, 20, One study found that using Babel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbelcom slash Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give Right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting auraframes.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code HODGMAN. That's A U R A frames.com promo code HODGMAN. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Court is back in session. Let's return to the courtroom to
1: hear more of the case. George, you sent in some evidence with regard to this uh, train turnaround. As soon as the train was delayed a few minutes, you wanted to stay in Manhattan. You sent in some evidence of of text messages between uh, you and your son recounting all the difficulties that he's had on New York City public transit. Is that correct?
2: That's correct, Your Honor. That was just the tip of the iceberg. (laughs) That was one text message. Uh, It was a particularly harrowing uh, trip Andrew and Savannah had back from Spring Lake to Manhattan later Mm -hmm. at night. In fact, the record should indicate that Andrew doesn't like to travel and really won't travel late at night back to the city now because of uh, some of the sights and sounds on the trains late at night. I also had many texts of him driving and uh, being stuck outside the Lincoln, uh, at the Holland Tunnel rather, for uh, hours. Uh, and uh, had to talk him off the ledge a few, quite a few times. Uh, so he's not a big fan of driving uh, to or from the city either.
1: You're suggesting that Andrew is trying to trick you into going to Queens and coming back late at night because he's too scared to go visit you on public transit? I don't know if he's scared. I think he's smart. The text message is available for you to review on the Instagram and on the show page. But basically, it's Andrew texting to his dad talking about a guy on the train who had a was claiming to have a bird in a shoebox, I guess threatening to show it to people, which sounds terrible, and people yelling, and then it gets stuck and everything else. There's a reason why I wanted to call attention to this evidence in particular, is that, George, you are identified on this text chain not, not as George, but as Georgie. Have you been using a false name in this court? Or are you George, or are you Georgie?
2: I used to be Georgie Porgy as a youngster, but uh, Andrews never really called me Georgie.
0: He just calls you Porgy?
2: Sometimes he calls me Porgy, yeah.
0: Can I call you Pudding Pop?
2: Pudding Pie. Oh, thank you.
0: But you're <laughs> a dad, so yeah. just trying to show you some respect.
2: Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> so, George, let me ask you, aside from the travel, like you you have come into Manhattan, a world-class borough in a world-class city, many times. And you have admitted your almost literal attempt to derail the evening's plans as soon as that train didn't come in on time and stay in Manhattan rather than go to the most disgusting place on earth, Queens. (laughs) Is part of this that you just like Manhattan better than Queens?
2: Well, I do love Manhattan. But, you know, I'm sure I'd love some of the restaurants in Queens. Andrew and I have very different palates. I'm not a big uh, Ethiopian Indian food guy. uh, But I try different things uh, when he suggests. He usually almost invariably picks the restaurants, and I'm, I'm happy with that. The only thing I've asked is that it be in Manhattan. I cannot do the late nights during the week. I just can't do it.
1: You're not a, a Ethiopian, Tibetan, Nepalese <coughs> food guy. You're from the northern Jersey Shore, right? So would you be a Taylor ham guy? Pork roll. Pork roll. Good for you, sir. Yeah, thank you. I grew up visiting my mom's family in Philadelphia and in, the, in Ocean City, New Jersey, which is more southerly, and we always had pork roll there. But I thought northern New Jersey was Taylor ham. They called it the same thing. It's the same processed meat in both places but has a different name in different parts of New Jersey. Is that not so?
2: That's correct. I actually grew up in Bergen County, and in Bergen County it is Taylor ham.
1: But in Spring Lake it's Taylor pork roll.
2: It's pork roll. Forget the Taylor. We don't. We you know don't what? give Taylor credit.
1: Fair enough. So (laughs) take that, Taylor. (laughs) So, Andrew, here's the thing. You admit that you didn't do a great job introducing your mom and dad to Queens when they first helped you move in. You know the neighborhood better now. You know your dad's tastes in restaurants. What would you do to sell him on Queens now that you know better? Now you need to be the Chamber of Commerce of Sunnyside. You saw how he smooth talked me into booking my next vacation in Spring Lake which I just did online. (laughs) Smooth talk him. Tell him what's going on there that that everyone needs to see. I want to know. I've never been to Sunnyside either. So let's go. Here we go. Chamber of Commerce it up. I guess
3: the easiest place to start is that when uh, New York Times did their rankings of all New York neighborhoods, they placed Sunnyside second out of every single neighborhood in the entire city um, because of its incredible diversity and global food scene. Uh, the community, the streets are all lined with these giant old trees, and um, there's all kinds of like quirky houses with these oddly painted wooden doors, and um, the whole neighborhood historically has been a place that, um, it, during the Red Scare, uh, some of the artists in Manhattan moved to Sunnyside to escape the commie shaming that was going on, and... Um, They really sort of built this character of this neighborhood that's completely under the radar, I'd say, but is infinitely
1: charming and just a great place to stroll around and get to know. But you know your dad's preferences, you know, the global food restaurants. He just wants to find a a pork roll shop. (laughs) So that's a net negative. Second of all, quick follow-up question. In that New York Times ranking of the best neighborhoods in New York, what was number one? Sunnyside was two. What was number one? Park Slope. Yeah, you're damn right it was. (laughs) (laughs) I can't drop this microphone because it's attached to an arm here at WERU, but I would. Who would you rather visit, Georgie? Your son in Sunnyside, Queens, or me, John Hodgman in Park Slope?
2: I guess it depends on the decision today.
1: Yeah, that might be what it comes down to.
2: No, I might come into Park Slope. Actually, I've gone to a basketball game, to a Nets game. Uh, In Brooklyn with Andrew.
1: You'd rather visit sports than your own son. (laughs) No, I I visited sports with my own son. (laughs) A technicality, I believe, is the sports term. (laughs) Andrew, if I were to find in your favor, it says here that you would like to share with your dad your five favorite things in Sunnyside, Queens. Is that correct? Uh, Yeah. What are those five favorite things?
0: First of all, of course, raindrops on roses. Yep.
1: Yep. (laughs) <laughs> Whiskers on kittens. Yeah, I was I was thinking of the next line I couldn't uh, <laughs> yes and you Jesse, I'm sorry. I barely got it myself, Andrew. I was about to say muskrats on kittens, and then I'm like, that doesn't make any sense.
0: <laughs> Although that does sound fun. It'd be a lot of action.
1: <laughs> you know one of the, my number one thing with a bullet in Sunnyside Queens? The underground muskrats on kittens uh rodeos.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and the Bohemian beer garden.
1: Yeah. Well, oh, that's the other thing. You're selling your dad on the bohemian lifestyle and the long legacy of commies coming to Sunnyside to escape persecution.
0: <laughs> your dad is president of the Chamber of Commerce.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's infamous in town
3: for being a lefty. Uh, they all know that he's like the only Democrat in Spring Lake. So uh, I think he's there with me. He raised me to appreciate um, all right. <laughs> artists Good. and
1: uh, progressive values, so... Good. Thank you for your service, sir. Good job, Georgie. Okay, here we go. Andrew's five faves, starting with number five.
3: Okay, five. Uh, there's
1: there's a place across the
3: street from me. Um, it's going to be hard to do this without naming them. but uh, oh, well, you name it's
1: them. A- name them. I want Sunnyside to thrive. I want Spring Lake to thrive. I want these two towers of civilization to both uh, thrive and join. So let's go. Number five.
3: Okay, great. Uh, There's a Mexican place called De Mole that does amazing uh, mole chicken and brisket stew and kick-ass sangria as well. What kind of moles?
0: Are we talking about black moles, red moles?
3: Uh, Black mole. Mm. That's good. Yeah. It's delicious.
1: George, your son's obsessed with Mexican food. How do you feel about mole? Oaxacan cuisine. Not a big mole guy, Judge.
2: I I tried it once. Not a big mole guy. I do like Mexican food, though. That's not
1: going to move the needle. Okay, here we go, Andrew. (laughs) Number four.
3: (laughs) Uh, Number four is a vintage shop called Stray Vintage, and they stock um, records, candles, uh, vintage accessories, sort of like, Jesse, what you uh, will sell on, put this on. um, So basically,
0: like, all this stuff, That a real estate broker who's the president of the Chamber of Commerce needs.
1: Yeah. Andrew, (laughs) listen to yourself. You're like, oh, and Jesse, you would like this place a lot. You're not trying to get Jesse to visit you. Your dad. Number four is a bust. Vintage shops, George, does that move the needle for you? No. No. Right. Of course not. Everything you own is vintage. Number three. That's correct.
3: Uh, Number three is a bar called Alcove, and it's uh, a new spot that opened up. It's a small little room that um, serves sangria out of a retrofitted fire hydrant, and um, the owner sort of makes the rounds and um, gets to know everyone in the bar, and it's quintessentially Sunnyside. There's all kinds of different people in there, and
1: everyone's just laughing and having a great time. Even I think that sounds horrible. (laughs) <laughs> I'm only 47 and I'm already too crotchety for that scene. I bet it's a beautiful scene. Sangria out of a fire hydrant, Georgie. Does that work for you? Yeah, no, it doesn't float my boat. All right, no. here we go. Number two.
3: All right, number two is a spot called Dawas, which is um, a double-sided menu where half is um, sort of fine uh, American dining staples that they do farm-to-table food with. The other half is Himalayan food, uh, but it's a chef that sort of made the rounds in Manhattan sort of at famous um, restaurants Then opened up a place in Sunnyside to show like her culture's cuisine and also um,
1: the food she was cooking in Manhattan as well. That place sounds dope to me. I don't know. What about you, George? Intriguing to me as well. Yep. Intriguing. Intriguing. <laughs> yes. I like it. What's the name of this place again? Uh, Dawa's. Dawas, spell it for me. D-A-W-A-S. Okay, got it. Dawa's locked it in. Good. Yeah, All right, now, awesome. number one. Now Okay, number one's easy. Wait, wait, wait. It's... Andrew, wait a minute. Before, you only have one more shot. You only have one more bite at the pineapple and your dad's butt. <laughs> I want you to think about this. This has to seal the deal. The first three were duds. You intrigued him with Dawa's and me. Right. Number one, this is the thing you love the most about Queens. I want you to think, is it going to be a crazy record shop? Is it going to be a vintage VHS place? Is it going to be a place that serves Pepsi clear out of a fire hose? Or is it going to be something like, I love my dad and I just want to share this world with him? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Number one. Okay.
3: Number one's easy. It's a stroll around the neighborhood with me and my wife and then dinner at my apartment that I cook and we just sort of have a nice night uh, where the roles are reversed from from childhood where I can finally just host my parents and um, sort of casually help them get to know the neighborhood. And you put him to bed
2: (laughs) in Queens
1: in Queens. I just, (laughs) there's this
3: desire that I have to, I I obviously can't pay them back for everything that
1: they've done financially and everything. You certainly can't because you're you're specifically working as an academic in the field of nonprofit business management. So no, you can't pay them back.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but I can have a nice night where I host them to my apartment. I spend time cooking something and um, we just have them in our space now that we've completely put it together and they've helped us move. Um, and
1: uh, yeah, that's something that's really appealing to me. All right, George, you've heard the pitch. If I were to rule in your favor, what would you have me rule?
2: I would just ask for some uh, dispensation from you, Your Honor, to not do it during the week. Uh, I work some, you know, in, in the right. real estate business. You work on weekends sometimes. So uh, Saturdays are out for me. I would ask for some consideration in terms of timing. I love my son. Uh, he's my heart. I, he's the kindest, the smartest person I know. And I'd do anything for him.
1: Oh my goodness. How can I rule against that, Andrew? I'm going to have to think about this. I'm getting a little misty here. Joel, I need you to bring me back to new England, uh, emotional, uh, crippled recalcitrance. It's starting to oh, snow outside. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it is August after all. <laughs> Okay, I've heard everything I need to in order to make my decision. I'm going to go into my chambers, which I have for this uh, episode uh, fashioned as a perfect replica of James Kahn's childhood bedroom. I'll be back in a moment with my verdict.
0: Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Andrew, you brought this case. How do you feel about your chances?
3: Uh, I felt better going in. I really thought that I had the sentimental corner locked down, but <laughs> that last play was uh, almost unbeatable. So, feeling less confident now, I'd say.
0: What did you picture your dad buying at the records and vintage store?
3: I pictured him having a conversation with the owner, who I've um, grown friendly with, and uh, just uh, learning about the oddities in there. I don't. I don't know. He used to go antiquing a lot, so um, I thought maybe he'd be interested in finding the... In in... In a
0: Bell and Sebastian record?
3: Yep, yep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) George, how are you feeling about your chances in the case?
2: Well, I, um, I, it was good to hear uh, what Andrew has on his heart, and, uh, you know, uh, I'm not a cold person. I definitely... uh, it's just about timing, Jesse. If we were invited, a specific invitation, and maybe not through his mom, but directly to me, I think that might work out.
0: What if the food was stewed, though? I mean, you've come no. out against Indian, against Ethiopian, against moles. Yeah,
2: stewed prunes, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not happening. Even stewed tomatoes, not a big fan, No.
0: I know you like Mexican food. I wouldn't want you to eat any al pastor since it might have pineapples in it. You might think you were eating (laughs) your own butt. (laughs) Sorry, I keep going back to that. I just think the idea of a pineapple butt is funny.
2: (laughs) You love that. Yes. I do. I do. I'm a professional
0: entertainer, sir. What am I doing here? (laughs) We'll see what Judge John Hodgman has to say about all this when we come back in just a second.
1: Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating.
0: Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom.
1: You may be seated. So first of all, Andrew, I'm going to give you credit. You have two cats, correct? Yes. And their names again? Uh, Ziggy and Boo. Georgie and Porgy. Okay. (laughs) And you did not try to sway this court by sneaking pictures of your cute cats into your evidence. And I appreciate your restraint. Well, thank you. But other than that, I've got some hard news for you. When we grow up, we move into worlds. We find the worlds that are meaningful to us. And it is not always possible that our parents, whom we love, are going to share the same interest in those worlds. It might be because you're from the country, you move to the city, and you want your parents to see your life, but they like where they live in the country, or vice versa. You grew up in the city, you move to the country, let's say you move to, A coastal community in Maine that is full of dangerous water and precarious boats. And it speaks to you and your wife in a very deep way to go out onto cold water and go to painful islands. And your own beloved dad, well, you know, we're talking about me now. My own beloved dad is very kind and wants to visit us in this world. But it became very clear that uh, he was not going to get in that boat because he does not like... It does not like to get on a boat. It makes him nervous, especially a, a tippy rowboat and go to an island. There was no pleasure in that for him. And it was really a hard moment for me to appreciate when he walked to the end of the dock and looked at the boat. And he had already been like suffering a bit here in Maine because that's what you come to Maine to do. <laughs> and he looked at that and he said, I just I don't want to do this. I was like, oh, Dad, I'm so sorry, of course. Let's go go to the movies or something. And now he does visit us in Maine, but we drive south to Portland. And he drives north from Brookline to Portland, which is a great fun town, which is a lot more comfortable for a mature person. He's older than you are, George. I know your age because they gave it to me. But it's a much more comfortable place for him to visit because he can stay in a hotel. There are shops and stores for him to walk around in. He can take us out to dinner, which is what parents love to do at a restaurant rather than sitting at the edge of a a hurdy beach, cracking open a disgusting lobster by fire. I mean, it's wonderful for us, but it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. And I think that, you know, your dad and you obviously, and I presume mom, share a true bond of love. You're your dad's heart. Remember he said that? And he loves seeing you in Savannah and Georgie and Porgy the Cats or whatever, Ziggy and Freak or whatever their names are. I can't remember your cat's names. I'm sorry, all right? I got a lot to balance in my head. What is it again? Uh, Ziggy and Boo. That was close. I got one of them, Ziggy and Boo. But your dad doesn't want to go to the vintage shop. Dad doesn't want to go drink a sangria bomb out of a fire hydrant. <laughs> doesn't want to... <laughs> You talked about, like, the thing you said about that place, your number one descriptor was, it's small. I'm like, oh, no, do not want. <laughs> cannot be in. Should have used cozy? I don't know. Worse.
0: Don't use your father's <laughs> own real estate words against him.
1: My favorite. Exactly. Yeah. My favorite descriptor of a restaurant is empty. Abandoned. <laughs> You don't, he doesn't want to have the owner of that place coming around and touching his shoulder and saying, hey, man, good to see you, Pops. not for him. It's for you. That's for you. For you to enjoy.
2: Preach it, Judge. Preach it.
1: Your dad has come out. He helped you move. He loves you. He visits you in the, the big city where he wants to be. It may be that he just never gets queens the way you do because you're different people as much as you love each other. That's it. Got to give it one more try. I'm sorry, George. But I heard the tables begin to turn on That Even you admitted that was intriguing to you, George.
2: Yeah, what's so, more intriguing is a home-cooked dinner. Andrew's a great cook, so is Savannah. So, yeah. you know, they had me at uh, dinner at home.
1: Right, and that was his number one favorite thing in Sunnyside, was a chance to share this world with you now that he knows it a little bit better. Not for nothing, as they say, but this is the number two best neighborhood in New York after Park Slope. you got to check it out. That's not fake news. Check it out. Something's going on there. I want to check it out now. I hope everyone else does, too. Joel, you want to go to Sunnyside with me? Let's go. All right. So here's the deal. Uh, Do I get to come? Sorry, Jesse. (laughs) Jesse, you want to come, too? Yeah. All right. Yeah, good. I love Mole.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) We're going to have some mole. We're going to get some sangria bongs going. It's going to be great. Wait, sangria bongs? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do keg stands out of the sangria fire hydrant. Because I'm not old yet. I'm going to do it. But meanwhile, here's what you're going to do. Okay? You want to give back to your parents. And you want to share your world with them. And you want to make them a meal. You're going to find the best time of year to be in Queens. I'm going to guess May. Not too hot, not too cold, not too stinky, right? Mm -hmm. You are going to find them near you. I hope this is within your means, but I think that it is worth it to save up for if you can. Get them an Airbnb near you so that they can spend the weekend with you. One weekend as a gift to them. You go to Dawas you make him a pork roll breakfast. You make him dinner at home. There's a hang. You can walk him home and tuck him in at that Airbnb and read him a fairy tale of Queens. <laughs> You're going to plan it out in advance enough that he can have that weekend and plan for it and not be worried about work. And just have a, a Queens adventure. And then you sneak the vintage store in. You don't sell him on the vintage store. You sneak it in like, oh, here's that vintage place we we're talking about. And your dad's going to go in there, and next thing you know, he's going to be walking out of there with a vintage vinyl copy of Big Science by Laurie Anderson wearing a pork pie hat that he got. It's going to be great. Is this outside of your financial means completely, would you say? Uh, No, it's within my financial means. Yeah. Have a great time. And then they'll come for that one weekend, and George, I'm ordering you to do this. And then if they love it, they will return. And if they just have a great time, but it's like, fine, we did it, then fine, they did it. And then you meet them in Manhattan, just like I met my own dad in Portland, the Manhattan of Maine. This is the sound of a gavel. Judge John Hodgman rules. That is all.
0: Please rise as Judge John
2: Hodgman exits the courtroom. George, how do you feel? I feel great. I feel great. You know, we can do things on Sundays. I think that the the hang-up, Jesse, has been during the week, you know not gonna do during the week i don't want to get home after midnight you know i just uh too old for that gotta get in that recliner (laughs) gotta get that drool going
0: (laughs) (laughs) andrew how are you feeling
3: good i mean i think the first part of the judge's verdict was a little difficult to hear but um The idea of an Airbnb completely removes all the pressure to do things quickly. And I think, uh, yeah, it's a good compromise.
0: George, Andrew, thanks for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast.
3: Thank you.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Another Judge John Hodgman case in the books. Before we dispense our swift justice, we want to thank Andrew Scales for naming this week's episode Jersey Prudence. If you'd like to name a future episode like Judge John Hodgman on Facebook, we regularly put out our calls for submissions there. You can follow us on Twitter at Jesse Thorne and at Hodgman. Hashtag your Judge John Hodgman tweets, hashtag JJHO. And check out the Maximum Fun subreddit to discuss this episode at MaximumFun.reddit.com. This week's episode, recorded by Ivan Kuriev at Argo Studios in New York City, and by Joel Mann at WERU Radio in Orland, Maine. Our producer is the legendary Jennifer Marmer. Now, let's get to Swift Justice, where we answer your small disputes with a quick judgment. You ready for this, Judge? I am ready. Here's something from Carrie. Is it okay for me to harvest grapes from my neighbor's grapevine? It's right on the sidewalk, and for the past six years, the grapes have gone unharvested. They also don't shovel or mow their lawn very often, if that makes a difference.
1: So, you know, Jesse, there's a saying, if you have to ask, you'll never know. Yeah. I feel like a lot of these questions are a riff on that. It's like, if you're asking, you already know that you're wrong. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because, like... You could be asking them permission. Can I have some of the grapes that you never eat? But instead, you're going behind their back, coming to a podcast, and going, like, it's cool that I'm stealing grapes, right?
0: This is like the soda
1: water question.
0: Yeah. People are telling me all soda water's free. Well, if all soda water's free, just go say, hey, do you mind if I take some soda water?
1: Yeah, just check in with the people who own the thing that you want to take. It's not your property. And the fact that these guys are slobs... And they're not mowing their lawn or, or or shoveling their snow or harvesting their grapes. Doesn't it entitle you to their street grapes? If you can't ask them, then don't take it. They'll probably be glad. It's like, finally. Finally, yeah. she took the bait. Get rid of all these
0: grapes. Too many grapes here.
1: Where can you grow grapes like that, Jesse? In California, I guess?
0: I think we could have, we could probably have grapes here. I mean, I think... If you want really nice grapes for wine, you got to go to like a Santa Barbara or Sonoma. Right. But I think here in Los Angeles, there's probably microclimates where grapes will go quite nicely.
1: Great grape microclimates. Yeah. You could have a little rooftop vineyard atop uh, MaxFun HQ. I Holly. think
0: Los Angeles' slogan should be the orchard city.
1: It only makes sense now that you say it. It's yeah, the well, only thing that, that nice? makes sense. Yeah, exactly so.
0: Cherimoyas grow best in and around Santa Barbara. What are those? That's the custard apple, John.
1: Custard apple? It that... looks
0: like a d- weird dragon lizard egg. Mm-hmm. And the flesh inside is sweet and soft and almost creamy. Yeah. And it has big black seeds that are very satisfying to spit out. And it's one of the tastiest fruits there is.
1: And it sounds like a euphemism for
0: something gross. <laughs> If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, submit it, MaximumFun.org slash JJHO, or even just email us at Hodgman at MaximumFun.org. No case is too small. We uh, particularly appreciate exotic fruit-related cases. Got a dragon fruit case? Hit us up. We'll see you next time on the Judge John Hodgman podcast.
1: Dragon fruit is a very cool-looking fruit, but very bland.
0: Yeah, it's unremarkable. It's a, The cherimoya is... A fruit that delivers both exciting, dynamic looks and delicious flavor.
1: I don't know. It sounds like a real custard apple to me, if you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Maximumfun.org
3: Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
1: Listener supported.